0: Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life.
1: Hello and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Dr. Heather norman Burdoff, our Extension Specialist for Dietetics and Human Nutrition. Welcome, Heather. Thank you, Jennifer.
2: It's great to be back.
1: So today's topic is about supporting your immune system. And we are going to talk about eating healthy and how that can help boost our immune system. And let's just get started with why is it important, particularly right now, to even think about our immune system?
2: This is a great question. So our immune system really is an incredible part of our body. It's constantly providing defense and is serving as a bodyguard when we're challenged by an infection or if we have a wound. And we're actually born with a certain level of immunity that will build over time as we are exposed to viruses and bacteria. Um, and cells and antibodies that are a part of our immune system are fighting those infectious agents for us. So we want our immune system to be prepared at all times to defend against common and newly emerging infections that may be out there around us.
1: Excellent. And so should certain groups of people be thinking more about this than others? Or does this apply kind of across the board to everyone?
2: Yeah, I want to encourage everyone to think about how to best support their immune system, but there are certain populations of people who may be more susceptible to infections like the common cold, the flu, or uh, this novel coronavirus. So specifically, we want to encourage older adults, so those 65 years or older, And even those older adults without pre-existing conditions and who would call themselves healthy to really take extra precaution because a natural process of aging is going to be this gradual decline in the ability of the immune system to respond appropriately when it's been challenged. And there are other groups of people too, and those would be individuals living in nursing homes or long-term care facilities. So they are closely around a lot of different people. And then people of any age that have underlying medical conditions. So mainly we're talking about those who have chronic lung diseases like asthma or COPD, people who have heart conditions, um, those who are immunocompromised, and even those who are living with a diagnosis of diabetes, kidney disease, or liver disease. So there are specific populations that should be extra cautious, but really this is talking to everyone across the board.
1: I know that I have seen a lot of chatter online and on social media about trying to boost our immune system. Um, Is this something we can actually do? Or better yet, should we even be trying to boost our immune system?
2: This is a great question. And you're exactly right. There are, you know, blog posts and articles and headlines left and right that are listing superfoods or foods that will supercharge your immune system. And I think it's actually more helpful to think about supporting our immune system over boosting our immune system. So there are several harmful conditions that are actually a result of a hyperactive or an, an immune system that's in overdrive. And that really does cause unnecessary stress on the body. So if we're thinking about this correctly, we want to support it. Our immune system is always on and serving as our bodyguard. So we want to support our immune system every day so that it can respond appropriately when it's been challenged by an infectious agent.
1: So when we think about supporting our immune system, what recommendations do you have when it comes to nutrition?
2: Yes, and I think this is what everyone kind of wants to hear, right? You see these lists of like, you know, fifteen foods or, or whatever it is, but
1: exactly. I, Tell me what I need to eat, Heather. <laughs> exactly.
2: Okay, here we go. <laughs> so I think it's more important to think about what those nutrients are that play an important role in supporting the immune system, and not necessarily getting so caught up in what those foods are. I'll just throw out a few nutrients, and and you probably already know several of these, but there are vitamins and minerals that really do play a very important role, and those are vitamins A, C, D, and E. And then a couple of minerals would be selenium and zinc. So you're like, okay, that doesn't help me at all, right? Right. Honestly, if you are eating a variety of colorful fruits and vegetables, this is going to be the best way to ensure you're getting enough vitamins and minerals into the diet. I um, mean, w- we actually encourage people if, to consume at least five servings a day of fruits and of, vegetables in some form, whatever that may be. For foods that come in packaging and have a nutrition facts label, we wanna use the percent daily value, which is, a, is abbreviated as a percent sign and then the letters D and V to tell us what foods are high in specific nutrients. So any food that has 20% or more of a specific nutrient is considered high. Another takeaway that I wanted to share is that exotic or expensive foods does not mean healthier. So a perfect example would be a freezer bag of broccoli and cauliflower mixed is an incredible source of vitamin Z. Another example would be that brown rice, which is highly shelf-stable, is an excellent source of selenium. So many of these nutrients are found in more food than we even realize, but food marketing really plays into this, right? Because when we think vitamin C, what do we automatically think about?
1: I think about orange
2: juice. Orange juice, perfect. And that's true. It really is a great source. But vitamin C is also found in so many other foods that you may not even realize, like cabbage and potatoes. So it's kind of crazy, right? So if you really are focused on eating a balanced diet with a lot of variety... You're most likely going to be meeting the mark for a lot, and of
1: I like the point that you made that it's okay if it's a freezer bag of broccoli. That sometimes, um, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables can be difficult to source, or they can be more expensive to source than a potentially frozen fruits and vegetables. And so, as you said, it doesn't really have to be anything exotic or super expensive. That exactly. there are ways to eat a very healthy, balanced
2: diet. You're exactly right. So just doing your best to choose a variety of foods from all the food groups, right? Vegetables, fruits, grains, protein, and dairy. It's really going to help you reach those nutrient goals. And also, like you just said, think outside the box, right? What we would consider an immune boosting food that you see on the internet, there are really a lot of affordable pantry staple items that you can have on hand or in your freezer, that are going to be high in these specific nutrients.
1: So beyond trying to improve our diet and eat the rainbow for maybe um, another way to say it, mm-hmm. are there other things we can do to support our immune system?
2: I'm really glad you asked this question because I think a lot of people do get caught up in trying to, you know, eat to support their your their immune system. But if you're not washing your hands, then you're completely defeating the whole point of trying to eat healthy to support your immune system. So, there are a whole number of positive lifestyle behaviors that are linked to having a stronger immune system. Protecting ourselves from sickness is a lot more complicated than just simply eating more of one food or one type of food, right? So we can't just rely on that. So first and foremost, we have to wash our hands regularly. I encourage individuals to actually go back to that Talking Facts podcast that aired recently on hand washing because it was so informative for when it's appropriate to wash hands and how to wash her hands. Um, and other behaviors, you know, trying to manage your stress as best as possible in a healthy way, maintaining a positive attitude, being physically active each day, um, really focusing on trying to get the adequate amount of sleep. And then, you know, this idea of social distancing and avoiding contact with those who are sick really are your best strategies to overall support a healthy immune system.
1: Excellent. Thank you, Heather. And for our listeners, we will link the podcast about hand washing in the show notes to this episode. And I will say that I have the opportunity to learn so much about so many different topics uh, through this podcast. And the hand washing one was one that, you know, I always felt like I had pretty decent hygiene and knew when and kind of what I thought how to wash my hands. But I learned a considerable amount about proper hand washing uh, through that podcast. So I would encourage our listeners, if they have not already, to go back and listen to that as well. Thanks so much, Heather. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition and health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question, or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT.